And welcome back, footy fans. It's another episode of Donnie's Disposals, and it's another episode also of the Sandful Snapshot as we go around talking about Sandful and Sandful W. Joining me again are my faithful co-hosts returning after one show off, Mr. Dar Savin. Stars, great to see you, sir. Coach Donnie, how you going? Good to be back. And uh, yes, did miss that one, but it's great to be back here, Donnie. Well, we're glad everything went okay and glad to have you back on the podcast. And as per usual, commentator extraordinaire, Mr. Phil Aspinall. Phil, thank you for joining me, sir. No worries, Donnie. Good evening to you. Good evening and good morning to Dust. Uh, hope everyone's going well. Can't wait to talk Sample and Sample W. All righty. All righty. Gentlemen, it's plain and simple. It has been a fantastically fill, footy-filled few weeks with the men playing three from rounds four through six, having that one little bye week off for a little matchup with WA, which we, if we want, we can maybe slip that in here later in the podcast. And then the women's season nine through 12, ending the home and away season, the finals are about to start very, very soon. Real quick, Dars, <laughs> thoughts on the footy that you have seen over these last four weeks. Donnie, I think you're right. I think this year has been the best style of football. Best, It's improved out of sight, the, the women's footy, and I absolutely love it now. It's great. It's uh it's um, pl- pleasing to watch. And look, as my Eagles, we can talk about that. Very, They they did miss the finals, of course, but gee whiz, they, they come back with a vengeance in that last few games. They won three out of the, the 12, of course, but I think they missed out. They had a draw. They missed out by two points. So, again, they're much improved from last year. And um, pretty sad. I was down at the um, it's called uh, Eastern Parade where the women train down there. They're packing the gear up already, but uh, I think they're planning for next year already, which is great. Fantastic. Phil, thoughts on the footy? Yeah, look, it's been great to have been able to commentate both some men and women. And as you touched on earlier, SA had a great win in the Hayden Bunton Cup, retaining that over WA. But uh, I think we've touched on it a few times, and, and you've certainly mentioned it uh, in your correspondence with us during the week, uh, Donny. What's been great about the Sample W has been more of an even competition. We know that West Adelaide have struggled this year, won their first two, and they didn't win another game for the remainder of the season, barring a draw. But the improvement, the organic improvement from North Adelaide, uh, was from, from Woodville West Times, rather, North Adelaide just sliding down the ladder a little bit, but can't uh, help but be proud of my Bulldogs. The girls have managed to qualify for their first final series ever, and they've done it in good style as well. They'll play off in a semi-final and a chance to get through to a grand final. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I completely agree. I, I, I know it's my first season watching the Sample W, but I had to say I was thoroughly impressed with the competition. The finals are going to be absolutely cracking. I think you've got four teams that on their day, who knows, maybe all four could uh, could raise a premiership. So let's let's go through some of the action. Let's let's touch on a few. Just want to congratulate Phil on sorry one of the, the women is side uh, for Central's Caitlin Rhodes-Swag. We may have talked about slightly. She got the uh, most number of goals. In the competition with 21 so congratulations to her as well so and um yeah well done and uh chelsea parker run up for glenel was 16 so well done to those two girls fantastic. yeah fantastic effort from caitlin guys she's uh, not the first time she's won the competition's leading goal kicking award started her sample w career with north adelaide so crossed over to the doggies a few seasons ago had a terrible run with injury missed the whole season with an acl and had a terrible back injury and neck injury so uh, Caitlin Rosenzweig, I think she might find herself back in the AFL system, having previously been a Crows rookie. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. So is there a, is there a name like you know, Ken Farmellas for the men? Is there anything for the women yet? They haven't. No, not, not as yet. It's one of those interesting things, Donnie. I think uh, the Sample Women's Competition is still in its early infancy days, seven, mm, eight years in. I, I'm not sure that there's someone that they can name it after as yet. Ken Farmer, yeah, of course, a, a goal kicking legend that uh, everyone knows in Sample Men's uh, Competition. So. 
I think something like that will come, but in just in due course. Yeah. And I must eat my words too, Donnie and Phil, that when uh, I think the last time we, when I was here, I said that the Eagles were going to lose to Glenelg. We said that they won't make it. But uh, the following week, they actually won by 34 points over Glenelg. So I um, had a bit of a, like, Narelle gave me a bit of a sly look um, when I saw her that night. So, but uh, no, good on him. It was a bit of a, bit of a fun, bit, bit of a fun, fun band we had. So, Always, it's it's always great, and I got I gotta say I went back and forth with Narelle during the season, and I remember every single victory. I made sure to reach out and congratulate her, and and I could tell towards towards the last few weeks she 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 had the edge that there was a possibility that they could maybe even slip into finals with a few wins. They dropped that one in in round ten, and I think that really kind of took the took the wind out of their yeah. sails. But yeah. there's a lot of positivity coming out of Eagles Land, and I agree with you. I think Central's. Central's was so much fun to watch towards the end of the year. I remember going back and forth with Shelby Smith going, you guys are like the Collingwood Magpies of last season. You just always find a way to win late, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. So just I think dogs as well, Donnie, and, and you touched on Shelby Smith. They're going to be uh, very much excited to have her back in the side. We know she missed the last three mm-hmm. weeks with suspension. So she'll be champing at the bit to get back in. And that's helped offset, unfortunately, for all of the sample W girls that have AFLW listed players. Uh, they're, they're starting their pre-season, so they won't be playing in the Sample W finals. And Central's had three quality players, Maria Maloney, Bryn Tico, and um, uh, another girl that just slips my mind, but that um, uh, Olivia, Olivia Levicki. And losing those took a lot of quality out. But I think what we've seen, and, and I'm sure um, you guys will agree, the depth has improved across not only the clubs as a competition as a whole, but the dogs were able to just add some more depth and cover yeah. those losses really well. Yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. Spot on there. Yeah, so let's 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 jump right into it. We'll, we'll go to the we'll start we'll start with the men since we only have three rounds to run through, and, and like I said, we'll kind of go through each of the rounds and then kind of pick our our game of the round with a few of these. This would be fascinating to see. But let's let's jump to round four if my if my technology decides to work with uh, Sturt getting a three point win over Centrals. Uh, Adelaide with a smashing of South 134-50. North knocking off Woodville West Torrance, and my score decides to change as I'm talking. 70-54. Glenelg knocking. Oh, just yeah. lost Donnie there for a minute. We'll... Sorry about that. You're touching uh, way too many buttons. Sorry about that. Uh, Glenelg getting the 82-52 win over the defending premiers and Port and the Port Adelaide Magpies beating West beating Westies 85-68. Gentlemen, really quickly, I mean, I, just by scores, I, I have to say that Sturt Central Bulldogs game is definitely game of the round. Yeah, look at what it was a very tight game, and I think the doggies certainly. Uh, will rue some missed opportunities that they had. Sturter are a very good side, and, um, you know, they, they've obviously got off to a fantastic start, I think, uh, 7-0, their best start since 1974. Um, so they're, they're flying uh, great guns, and the Doggies are an improved side, but uh, I think the biggest result for mine was, and has been the case so far, is the terrible start for the reigning Premiers, and we know that Norwood have obviously uh, won their flag last year and haven't yet won a game at the moment, and, and Das will agree that the, the Redlegs are just struggling at the moment. Oh, Phil, you're spot on. I was actually trying to Google last night. Has there been any sample club that's ever finished premiers to finish the wooden spoon the following year? I can't find anything, but I don't think that's ever happened. It certainly hasn't in my lifetime, but gee whiz, that's uh, just outstanding. Um, you, you talk to Norwood players, they just crushed it. Obviously, Norwood supporters, they're on the, you know, the eastern side, as you know, very, um, very, very passionate because it's the only league club on that side. And gee whiz, this is something you'd never seen in a, in a million years. 
Yeah, definitely. It's fascinating to see Norwood's kind of complete and utter change from last year being the defending mm-hmm. premiers to this year, struggling to to even really um, get that chance to get their first win of the season, which which is hard sometimes to see because you, you want the defending premiers to be able to have that opportunity to to give themselves a shot to defend their crown and they really just have not had that opportunity to do that this year so we'll jump to round five and again hopefully i don't touch anything sometimes when you when you have a few things going on sometimes technical difficulties happen so i do apologize for that start off centrals beat westy 60 49 glenelg knock off south 86 45 uh adelaide beat the roosters 88 41 norwood fall to port adelaide 58 51 and sturt knockoff woodville west torrance 87 65 norwood stays competitive in this round but the maggie's just a little bit too good yeah and they had a fair few aflw afl listed players rather that were playing for them and norwood were competitive they had their chances i think a little bit wasteful in front of goal so um you know the, the red legs still weren't able to break that shackle and they continue to to be on a, on a winless drought to start the year. But probably the two other results from this round that really kind of set a bit of a benchmark for me was the impressive performance and the maintained form of Glenelg under first-year coach Darren Reeves. He's been in the sample system for a while as assistants and reserves coaches at other clubs. But um, down the bottom of the page, we see that, uh, you know, that the Double Blues were defeated pretty com- uh, defeated rather pretty comfortably in the end, Woodville West Tyrants. And Das can touch on this himself. But, you know, the, the Eagles are just struggling for that consistency and they've, um, Jay Shetty hasn't been afraid to, to wield the axe. He's got last year's Ken Farmer medis, uh, medalist, rather Daniel Menzel, toiling away in the reserves and some premiership players, Jack Ferns and the like. So um, a, a few interesting Luke stories Thompson from that well. round. So Luke, yep, and not Luke Thompson, sorry. Um, uh, Lang, uh, oh, Jesse Lonigan. Jesse Lonigan, who Lonigan really nice. yeah. playing, playing for the Suns three or four years ago. And now he's not... He, I think an email was sent out saying that they're going to try trying some different things because they've got to start, you know, building up. They know that last two years haven't been good. This year is not going to be good. But I think what they're doing, it, it looks okay. It looks the young kids, they're okay. They just need a bit of confidence, a bit of bit of build up. And I think, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he says look, by the end of the year they get that confidence up, and I think we'll you know, see some some good things happening. But um, I think you're right again, Phil, about to. Stern Glenelg, I was there the week before under lights at Glenelg, the Eagles, and they are some big, strong boys in that team, I tell you. They've got one mark, yep. and this is the way they jump, the way they, they're strong, they're hard. And look, in Sturt, that was on a Saturday night as well at, at Woodville Oval, and, and big boys in amongst there, the one grabs, and they just knew how to, you know, just knew how to lead. They were taking the one grabs, man on man, and played it hard. So I think when you see Sturt Glenelg at the top, maybe Adelaide with a much higher percent than Sturt Glenelg, I think you know, we're looking at some pretty special teams up the top at the moment. Yep. Yeah, hard, hard to argue. Sturt starts on the nice little run there, and, and it just continues. So we we run to the last the last round because we did have that bye week due to the SAWA game. So Norwood get beat by Westy seventy four sixty two. Woodville West Torrance with a nice little win over Central sixty seven forty three. A nice little fun little uh, rivalry in this particular podcast with that particular game there. <laughs> Lanelg beating the Roosters 110-53. Sturt continuing their undefeated streak, knocking off the Adelaide Reserve 66-56. And the Magpies beating the South beating South Panthers 102-74. I had a chance to get to, to watch the highlights of this game between Adelaide and Sturt, and I thought this was a fantastic game. Adelaide jumps out to a nice little lead, and Sturt just stay steady stay strong and then continues and fights back and gets the 10 point win here so hard not to say that this wasn't game of the round 
Yeah, without a doubt, the latter position certainly showed that as well, top versus second. And uh, comments from Marty Matt, the coach of the Double Blues, who of course is a premiership coach times two, said that, you know, good sides just know how to win, win ugly. And whilst it wasn't a high spectacle game, it was a grind. It was a real dour arm wrestle and the Double Blues found their way. And um, I touched earlier on Glenelg. I think the disappointing um, performance from, from round six was, of course, North Adelaide. They were absolutely trounced by the, the Tigers. The Tigers really showing some good form, purring along nicely. And um, Das will take the bragging rights in the game against uh, the Eagles and the Doggies. Um, Centrals were going in there full of chock full of confidence. They lost one of their stars, Justin Hoskin, uh, the night before. He's a, a carpenter and accidentally shot a nail gun through his hand. So a big blow with him pulling out the night before. But full credit, the Eagles showed some, some return to form and they were very good. And I was lucky enough to head over to Port Lincoln, flew over with the Sanfo and and saw the double blue. I saw the Bloods rather really uh, guts out a, a, a real grinding win. The Norwood Footy Club again were competitive. Eight goals, fourteen, just uh, really hurt them on the scoreboard. But uh, that was was a good round of footy and plenty of uh, interesting contests across round six, guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, look, you're spot on there. I mean, look at you know, Adelaide. They've got the much higher percent, even though they're sitting third. But Sturt beating them by ten points just shows their class and. You're right with Glenelg, North LA, you know, they're, they're fifth at the moment. They're not a, a team that's out and about, but um, to win by by that margin just, again, shows what sort of class Tigers are this year. Definitely. Yeah, and one other comment as well, Donnie, I think a bit of pressure might start to mount on South Adelaide. Their coach, Jared Wright, in his sixth year, he's played in finals on a few occasions, but the Panthers, well, they've got some good recruiting. They've got some good depth down south now, but they're just struggling to get some consistency. And I know they've had some injuries to some of their stars, Bryce Gibbs, had a uh, fractured thumb where the bone actually came through the skin. Matty Broadbent's missed a bit of footy with injury as well as the ageing body gets on. So um, Port Adelaide were able to get a good win with some AFL-listed players coming back. And, yeah, a little bit of work to do for the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, another intriguing round of sample. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. It'll be fascinating to see there. So let's jump over to it. The women's, the final four games of the home and away season. And, and I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts on this, gentlemen. Let's jump to round nine as we see Norwood hand a smashing to the double blues, 51-15. South continue their strong play, knocking off Glenelg, 39-26. And a very, I thought a very super competitive draw between Woodville West Torrance and Westies 21 all. And as I said, Central's playing the playing the last second winners, beating, knocking off the Roosters in the dying seconds of the game, 42-41. And I will go off this. I know I reached out to Phil after I watched this game on their on the replay. In utter disbelief of the ending to this game. I was shocked and I know I watched it in a re- and I was like, Phil, oh my gosh, that was an incredible game of footy. But I'll even say this, the draw, though it's a couple of the teams that were at the bottom of the ladder, was a scintillating game because Woodville West Torrens should have won this game. Westies was just Absolutely able to hold on true. to at least get yeah. the draw out of this game. Yeah, yeah and I think Absolutely. that really took a fight. It showed the desperation of both sides. And um, we talk about good sides finding a way to win ugly. And I think that's the confidence that Ben Hunt, the coach of the Bulldogs, has brought them. Um, they're never out of the game. You know, they weren't, were struggling to kick that winning score, but in the end, we're able to get the points right at the end. And full credit to to, to the Eagles and Bloods for fighting out that. And um, probably the best result of that round from round nine was really, um, you know, Ali Farrell's red legs. They continue to, after dropping their first three, went on a real rampage in the back half of the year. And, and this game really cemented themselves a chance to play finals and, and do some damage come the major round. 
Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. Let's jump to round 10, where Norwood beat Woodville West Torrance by 8, 34-26. Sturt survive a tough test from West East, 27-26. Centrals fall to Glenelg, 37-32. And probably the shocker of this round was the, was North knocking off the Panthers, who were at top of the table, 33-11. This shocked me when I saw this result. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere. You're right. I've just got the one game down there to talk about. That's the one game I've written down. I said that was just outstanding by North Adelaide. To, you know, obviously, they're not in the five, can't make the finals. You know, they could have just you know, pushed back a bit, but then come out and beat by, by that margin as well, the 22 points. That's just incredible. Yeah, and to hold the Panthers to one goal as well. Great effort from the the mm. uh, the, uh, the red uh, the Roosters' defence, rather, and um, you know, led beautifully down there in defence by Christy Harvey, their captain, and she does a wonderful job down there. And um, whilst that gave the North Adelaide Roosters a slight a glimmer of hope to still play finals, um, the next couple of results really snuffed that out. And a bit of a, a wake-up call for Rick Watts and the Panthers girls uh, just uh, needed to sharpen things up as they fastly approached finals. And if I'm anybody else in the if I'm anybody else in the, in the comp, I was I'm a little ticked at North for doing that because you woke you woke the giant up a little bit because South yeah. has been so good this season. We jumped around eleven. Norwood get the win over Westies forty three twenty seven. Sturt just falls short against South thirty one thirty. Glenelg knock off the North Adelaide Roosters twenty nine twenty one, and the Bulldogs get a nice little win over Woodville West Horns sixty five forty six. So in the matchup of my podcast host, they split. Men get the win for Woodville West Horns, and the women get the win for for Phil and the Central Bulldogs. So a, a fascinating run. And again, South playing down to their opponents a little bit, just edging Sturt in this one. Good way for them to bounce back, though, obviously after the disappointment of the loss the week before to, to the Roosters. But whilst it was pleasing to see the Doggies get up in the, in the Phil and, and Darcy Cup, um, probably what was most pleasing was the fact that this <laughs> now becomes the highest aggregate game in Sample W history. So the four, uh, 20, uh, 17 goals kicked between the two sides is now a record for the most aggregate score kicked in a sample W game. And yes, we're still seeing some of those low scoring three to one goal type games, but we're seeing a lot more double digit goals kicked as well. And a lot of sides are getting on runs and kicking 10 and 12 goals in a game. So um, I think that really paints the picture that we're seeing that natural progression over the, the history of the sample W so far, and it's only going to continue to get better. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent that one. Yeah, it's going to be very, very fascinating. And then let's go last round, the ultimate, the 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 ultimate round, the last round of the home and away season. Sturt needing a win over Glendale gets a massive forty point win, fifty six sixteen over the Glendale Tigers. So Glendale just falling short of making finals. South and and Norwood have a heck of a classic game with with South just pipping the Red Legs thirty twenty four. Woodville was Torrance with a nice little win over the Roosters thirty three twenty five. Had to say I was I was very happy for 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 Norrell to end the season though no finals with a nice little win over the defending premiers to kind of end. Your season on a high note and the central bulldogs again take westies apart 41 16 leaving uh, leaving the ladder with south centrals norwood and sturt making the four for the finals going through uh, another great season but i have to say that woodville west torrance win over north has to be my favorite because i i definitely didn't see that one coming I have to agree with you again, but um, I, yeah, I, as I said last time, I ate my words, but uh, I, I agree with you, Don. I think that's that was outstanding win to the 
Um, in the season as it was, I think they've improved immensely. They they improved by one and a half games this year than last year. So I think the momentum's more there than, than it was last year. I think we can see some really, really special things next year by the by enrolling the team. Yeah, it's a really good point that Darcy makes because I think that'll give the girls confidence to go into next off-season knowing that they're a capable team of playing some consistent footy and to finish the year on a high note, you know, knocking off the reigning premiers. And a quick moment to touch on the reigning premiers, Chrissy Steen, two-time premiership coach. She's hung up the coaching boots. She's uh, going to spend some time with some family and in her business now. So, you know, she was a trendsetter in coaching in Sample W. She was able to head over to the AFLW system and spend some time at GWS. But um, I've worked with Chrissy in the commentary box. She's um, a passionate lady. She was born in the UK. She's been a an, an extras actor on Home and Away and a few others. So Zena, the warrior princess, many years ago, and she is as passionate as a Sample W person you'll see. So just wanted to take the moment to say congratulations to Chrissy on a great career. Always, always, always Absolutely. fantastic. I, I love, I love stories like that. It, it's sad to see somebody that's that's in the coaching rank step away, but you understand that it, it's not the professional, it's not the glamour, it's not always the glamorous lifestyle as we see in the AFL with with coaches in the AFL stepping away. Um, in the middle of the season. So, so a, a huge thank, a huge thank you there. That's fantastic. So gentlemen, let's get to the burning questions because this is going to be some fun. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what you guys think of that. So we'll start with the men's again is I, I found it fascinating that because of the, the WA versus SA game that there were no, there were no games in the SA or in the WA. So I'm always interested sometimes on these buys, was there a team or teams that you think benefited from this bye week with with the with the game with WA this last weekend? I think the competition as a whole probably benefited from it. Apart from those that weren't playing, it gives players that have a little bit of an injury cloud a chance to get that extra week's rest. And I'd suspect that Jade Rawlings, whilst he was occupied coaching South Australia to a victorious uh, uh, win over WA, I think he has a pretty high injury list. And, and we've got a pretty high turnover of injuries across the competition as a whole. So, no doubt, yeah, there'll be guys like Dan Menzel, who's sore and playing injured most weeks, as Dars would attest. Um, they would have enjoyed the week off for those that weren't participating yeah. in the state game. Yeah, right across the right across the board, Donnie. As as Phil said, I think it's just it's nice. I think the boys just said, I love to have a week off. They love playing footy, ain't me wrong, but just got to have a week up, just you know, rest and recovery, just get the body right, and the rule everyone be fit and ready to go this weekend. So be. Be a great game for you to watch this weekend all around. Yeah, the other thing it does, guys, as well, uh, is it gives those chances for, for recruits. And there's been a lot of recruits from interstate come over to South Australia in the off-season. It will give those a chance just to sneak home. Um, you know, I saw a couple of Central's boys that are from New South Wales headed back home um, just to catch up with family and maybe do a bit of surfing or whatever it is that they, they like. So uh, it was a nice little, little break in the early part of the season for them. Definitely. And then we'll, we'll go to the, the story of the season again, start undefeated. So, so I asked this, I want you guys to think of this sort of the only undefeated team left. How many games do you think they go before they drop a game? Or do you think they can make the magical undefeated season happen? Yeah, look, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. Um, the first thing I think of is Glenelg in 2021, where they, they had a fantastic yeah. mine around. And then of course, uh, you know, weren't able to, to claim the ultimate prize and, you speak to their coach, Brett Hand, at the time, and he would have said, you know, I would have rather have lost five or six games throughout the course of the year and won the premiership. So um, it would take a pretty special effort. And I think um, what's going to be intriguing in the next couple of weeks is when we see the mid-season draft. Sturt have a couple of potential players, Conor McFadden and Marty Frederick, who was on Port Adelaide's list last year. They're lighting up the sample. So if they get taken mid-season into an AFL list, that will impact the, the Sturt Football yes. Club in terms of their standards. So... 
Um, I personally think, I, I, I don't think we'll see it. I don't think we'll see the Double Blues go undefeated. And one of my colleagues, Paddy Goldsmith, a commentator and a big Double Blues fan, has told me not to curse it and mention that it would happen because I, I think he, he mentioned himself that he doesn't want to do what Glenelg did in 2021. So, um, yeah, I don't think it will happen. And I think that, that loss will eventually come for Sturt at some stage. Yeah. I'm with you, Phil. I think um, when they come up against Glenelg, next time I think it's going to be one crack of ball tear of a game, that yeah. one. I think that all yeah. the strong boys against each other. I think... Probably my opinion would be two because I think they only just beat the Crows as well. I think the Crows are on fire. They've got the highest percent actually out of, out of all the sides. So I think those two, and then I think if they lose, I think it's going to just, as, as you said, it's going to benefit them. And Glenelg got to be able to see was that actually knocked them off that year in the grand final. Yeah. So you don't want to go undefeated and lose the grand final. They're worse things. So a couple of losses doesn't hurt. Exactly. I think, yeah. you know, you'd rather lose three, four, five and just to you know, get get the, the tactic right and then um, go out and win, win the, the grand final. Yeah, I've I've heard the age old thing is that sometimes a win you can paper over cracks of mistakes that you do because you go, hey, we still won. It's so sometimes yeah. a loss can make you go, hey, let's let's take a look at this, and which sometimes can make you better. Like I kind of st- stated with the women's, is that I think that South loss to North might have woke up the giant a little bit because, mm-hmm. yep. whoa, hey, we're 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 having a great season. Why 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 did this result happen? And then was oh, and then they kind of have changed and they've kind of went back to what they were early in the season. So it'll be fantastic to, to see there. And actually I want to go off this, Phil. I know this wasn't in our script 20, but I got to ask this with, with the ever approaching um, mid season draft in the AFL is, is this something as a San, as a sample lover, both of, both of you two, is this something you guys don't mind or is this frustrating because it feels like it takes some of the superstars out of the sample to go, maybe, maybe fulfill an AFL dream. Oh, look, I'm wearing two hats when I think about this from a personal (laughs) perspective for the player. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Isn't it great that they either get that first chance at an AFL dream or if it's a Marty Frederick and he's been delisted by Port Adelaide, gets a chance to get another crack at the the competition. But I don't think it's fair, to be honest, to be brutally honest. I think wearing a sample, general sample supporters hat, it's not fair that you've got your two of the three best players that are a chance Mm -hmm. to be taken mid-season and you know, AFL lists are 41, 42 players. If they can't get through the year, and you know, we've seen a unique situation with West Coast Eagles where they've been decimated and, you know, they're getting top-up players and, you know, coming out of retirement to play in their reserve side. But I don't think it's fair. And I, I think um, if if it ha- continues to happen, then the Sample really need to dig their heels in and say this isn't fair and, and they're not treating the, the Sample competition with the respect it deserves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach uh, Donny, I agree with 100% with Phil. I think it really, uh, I'm, yeah, from a Sanford point of view, it's, it's terrible. Did, this is about the time June, July, they start, you know, start, things start coming together. They start getting the plans ready. It's, all, it's working, barring injuries. Mm. But then take, you know, two or three of their top players, like a good ruckman, mate, it's going to throw everything out, out the water. You know, you could, mm-hmm. we could see like Glenel Sturt just fall off the wayside, you know, within a matter of, you know, one, one draft and a couple of games. But to, and same about AFL Dreams, um, look, it, it absolutely can. But we had one guy at West Torrance, I've got Eagles, I just forgot, I just can't remember his name. He was drafted by, by Geelong. He, and he was there for, what, three months, and he was delisted without playing Zane a game. Williams. So, Zane Williams. Yeah, Zane Williams, sorry. It, and that's shattering for a kid like that. You know, he's been drafted, he leaves his job, lifts up, go to the night, and he gets, you know, delisted, that, you know, the same year or three months later. It's just... Uh, the other one was Brett Turner from Glenelg. The, the Crows did that to Brett and... Um, he did yes. publicly and said it was it was pretty crap the way it, it all unfolded. He he was getting best for the Crows. I just was looking at their preliminary final. I'm calling Norton the Crows on Friday night. And I look back to the last time they played and he was best on ground in a league preliminary final and the Crows assured yeah. him that 
you know, he, he's, he's doing the right thing and he's in, in, in the mix to make his AFL debut. And then they just treated him like a bit of a scapegoat and threw him out on, yeah. the, on, on the scrap heap a couple of weeks later. So I, I think the overriding feeling is it's just not fair to the sample clubs. And, you know, I'm, again, wearing my, my passionate, biased sample hat. But again, the AFL clubs have 44, 45 on a list. Mm, Why can't they just exactly. continue to top up from there? And yeah, John, it, if they do pick someone up, they've got to sign them up for at least another year afterwards. They can't just delist after yeah. three months. Yeah, it's good. It's a good point that Darcy makes, Donnie. Sorry to cut you off, but um, players are now having the ability to nominate and say, well, you can take me, but I need a minimum of an 18-month contract for yeah. six months left in this year and a full 12 months following. Yeah. And I think you'll start totally to find agree. the trend will be players will start to nominate that more than more than they don't. I, I think that's a good I think that's a great idea and, and I've I've heard I've heard that and, and there's somebody that has purely been on the AFL side it's it's it sparks some interesting competition it's some interesting discussions because I know I, I've had some discussions with a few friends of mine and to kind of go off the same topic is that honestly I really see the AFL potentially thinking about trying to get an its own reserves thing which would be interesting to see how that would affect say a waffle or a sandful or a VFL where it's like the VFL would completely change because currently it's at 21 teams, but half of half of the competition, if they went to an AFL reserves would, would then join the reserves, which would then you'd only get the, the um, standalone clubs, which there's only like five or six left that are still playing in the VFL at this point. So it'd it'd be fascinating to see. I agree. I think the 18th month contract should be a mandatory just because you're, you're taking these, you're taking these kids that many of them are from the state that you are drafting them from. They're leaving, especially if they have to go interstate, give them a little bit of security that it's like, if they're going to, if they're going to uproot themselves, move to it, to try to fulfill a dream, give them that year and a half to where at least they have a chance to play some significant, play some significant reserves footy or, mm. or seconds if possible. So then at least there's some film on them. So then if maybe they can find a place, if it's not going to fit where they're drafted, they have a chance to go somewhere or at least guarantee that they can go back to their, their state league club if possible. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's a, it's a pipe dream. I know we're, we're dealing with the AFL that really is. They think mostly about themselves it is for everything that I hear from Waffle and Sample fans, especially VFL is kind of its own little hectic little thing there. So I won't kind of comment on that, but it's the one thing that I've loved talking with Sample Waffle people is because they're very passionate about the league and I absolutely love it. And it is frustrating because it does really affect this league because as you said, Sturt could lose two or three guys and then they could, the, the, ceiling could I mean the the floor could fall out on them and they go from an undefeated season to maybe just barely making the finals so yeah it'll be frustrating it'll be very very frustrating it's it's one of those like I said you love it for the kid but you're not the, the competition takes a little bit of a hit for it which really kind of sucks so we'll jump from the men's to the women's and, and the story in the women's as we kind of discussed is the minor premiers south won the minor premiership with only two defeats round four against centrals and then round 10 versus north which as we kind of said was out of nowhere is this south's premiership to win or is there a team in the four that have made the finals that you're a little bit more confident at raising the flag at the end of the finals I generally think it's a four-horse race. I think any of the four sides that are going to play finals are a chance to win the premiership based purely on ladder positions. You have to say South Adelaide are the favourites. You know, they've obviously only lost the two games. Centrals are doing what Centrals have done and there's been improvement, you know, organically and and selectively brought in as well where I think uh, they're they're very capable of playing their best footy on any given day. But you can't help but be impressed by the turnaround that the Redlegs have had. You know, do you think they run out of petrol tickets? Will their, their, their form taper off in the last couple of weeks? And, 
And then on the last uh, part of the equation there, the double blues, I called them against Glenelg on the weekend. Um, that was a mini elimination final in itself. You know, the winner stays through into finals and um, stirred impressed that came out of the blocks early. So I think it's set for two fantastic finals down at Nolunga on Sunday. And um, yeah, I was, uh, unfortunately I got my father-in-law's 70th birthday. So happy birthday to George. Oh. For then, uh, um, I was down to call one of the games down at Nolunga, but uh, I'll be keeping a close eye on, on the results. But um, yeah, the, the opportunity for either Glenelg, uh, for um, South Adelaide or Centrals to, to win and get through to a grand final, and uh, obviously for the Eastern Suburbs rivals, Nord and, and Sturt, to, to keep their finals chances alive. Two great finals coming up. Yeah, I'm going right left field here, guys. So I'm looking at Nord at this stage, even though it's going to be a great finals contest. Nord, they lost the first three games. And really, that got that out of the way. Then they were brilliant for the, the last part of that season, for the last nine games. They just did, they did lose the last game. But again, I don't think that's a major issue, the last game. So it puts them back in the line, maybe a few changes here and there. But I, And I think I think they can beat Sturt again. And I seriously think that they're probably contention for South and Central. So this is that's my pick. And um, just because that first three losses and what they've done since then has been amazing. No, and no, nothing wrong with losing, as I said, nothing wrong with losing the last game either. And the crazy thing with Norwood is, is that almost all of their losses have been close. Like they very oh, rarely, like yeah. none of their losses have been more than by 10 points. And then that's one of the things that you, if you look at the red, if you look at that elimination final, start and start Norwood, Norwood mm. is the one that screams, this is a team. If they can get through that semifinal with the loser of the, the South Central's, if they can get into a grand final, they are a hot chance. That game against Sounds in the last one, they were in it the entire game. It was never one of those where you went, Norwood's, Norwood's out of their depth here. No, they were in it. And they've had a lot of things go through. Mm. Uh, I know that they had an injury, an injury two weeks ago with a broken finger with one of their players who's out for the season. They have had in and in and outs of their AFLW players. They've they've had several things go through. I know Ali has had her injury problems. She had a busted nose. She had had a knee surgery. This is a Norwood team that has been tested and tested and tested. I'm fascinated to see, and I'm I'm I, I want to tip the finals, so I don't want to go through on on who I'm going to tip here. But I'm I'm fascinated by this because South. Centrals and Norwood are the three teams. I'm worried Sturt is a little, I'm worried Sturt is the kind of the, the fourth wheel in this whole thing. We'll have to see. You don't want to take them lightly, but I do see the other three. It's just the tiniest bit stronger, but it'd be fascinating to go with that. And then the last question, and we've kind of discussed this throughout this episode, and I love talking about this. This was my first season and darn it. This was a competitive, competitive <laughs> season because you went in thinking, Westies and Woodville West Torrance had been down towards the bottom most of the year, but there was always that game where you went, whoa, they're super competitive mm -hmm. or Woodville West Torrance knocks off North or Woodville West Torrance plays South earlier in the season. Yes, it was in a massive downpour and they only lose by two. There was always that little hint of you never know what's going to happen. So, so Phil, I'll ask this to you first. Was this the most competitive season of Sample W? And does this give you a ton of confidence going forward of, for this competition? Yeah, without a doubt, Donnie. I've seen most of, if not all, of the Sample W season since it started uh, seven or eight years ago. And um, we've touched on this ad nauseum, but we've seen the progressive skill improvement across the board. A lot of the girls that are now playing in this competition are 16, 17 years old. And they've had a footy in their hands since they were five or six. So there's been 10 years of skill progression but the talent pathways and want to keep again uh, bang on nicely about the great work the sample do guys like robbie neal and a lady by the name of beck mcmahon who does wonderful job at the sample to make sure the girls have the pathways coming through and 
we've reaped the benefits of those pathways, guys, because we've seen a high standard competition. And it's been interesting to see that some of the teams that played finals last year have dropped out and some that didn't play finals this year, like the Doggies, like Nord, have managed to force their way back in. So, you know, the reigning premiers last year, North Adelaide, they're not playing finals this year and the Doggies qualify for their first final series. So that in itself says that we've just seen that organic growth from some clubs and it's been a, a very even season. I mean, in Darcy, your your club there it was a, a huge improvement for Narelle Smith. So, I mean, you have no, to say. She's come in, just changed. I mean, not saying previous coach, she did a wonderful job because she's, she was the first coach there and started. But I think for Narelle to come to continue that and improve on it, things outstanding. I think we're going to see some special things next year with that. So, like, we feel, you've nailed it right in the head, mate. It's like um, the, the girls have had the foot in their hand since they're 10 years old. I mean, remember the days gone by where, It'd be half-time, quarter-time at Sandford. There'd be the dad taking the son out for a kick of the footy and the mum and yep. the daughter be sitting down. Mm-hmm. But now it's the daughters, you know, they're, the girls, they're all out there kicking the footy end to end now. They're, they're getting longer and longer each year. So this is going to only improve you know, these kids then go into, you know, channels of, of pathways of, you know, Sandford footy or wherever it may be. So it, it's got kind of exciting times. The other right. thing that we've seen as well, guys, and I think this year off the top of my head, we've had at least half a dozen girls that are now um, registering 50 games. And, 50 games for a sample W player is, is in all seriousness, it's near enough yeah. to 200 men's game because mm-hmm. you know, the, the competition has, has only just been around for a few years. And, um, you know, it's been a, a difficult pathway for girls to get to that semi-professional level. So, you know, this week alone, a couple of girls at the Doggies, Demi Sonneman and Latia Huynh, both play their 50th game. There's been girls all throughout the course of the year. I think Ali's played her 50th as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's really, we're seeing that progression of the girls consistently playing week in, week out. Um, and speaking of girls, I just want to also touch on, um, I called the Glenel game and I saw afterwards, um, I knew that Ellie Kellogg, the, the captain, the inspirational premiership captain of the Tigers, was going to retire. She's heading up to north for, for, for work. Her partner moves up there. So Ellie Kellogg retires as a Glenel premiership player. But two real trendsetters of Sanford W footy, uh, uh, Caitlin Swanson and Chelsea Packer, those two girls retired after the game as well. So farewell to them and thanks for their contribution. And uh, Darcy, you know, um, uh, and Donnie, you know, Maya Rigta retired earlier in the year from the Double mm. Blues, their captain, due to continual head knocks. So whilst I talk about that, uh, I guess, influx of young girls coming through, we, we must also make mention and acknowledge the wonderful work that some of these trend-setting uh, retirees have, have given the competition as well. Yeah, 100% agree. And I've, I went back and forth. In fact, I... I hoping hoping to maybe get Chelsea Packer on the on the good. podcast and Maya Richter has said once everything is good with her concussion symptoms I'd love to have her on so I'm going to get I'm going to get a few sample players over the offseason sample W players on the on the podcast because I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it but the other thing I'm going to go to is yes you had those your trendsetters but you have some super talented super talented 16 and 17 year olds that I've sit here and I have sung their praises to many, many as an AFLW fan that I know of saying, keep an eye out for this one, this one, this like a Piper yep. window and Evans, a Kobe Morgan, a yep. um, um, Sinead Goody. Like I'm sitting here saying, I would love that. I, I, everybody knows uh, unabashed Sydney Swans fan. I would love to be able to nick these girls over to New South Wales and get them in a Swans Guernsey. I know it's probably not going to happen because of the state way, the way the state draft is. I'm so excited to see these girls 
throw in AFLW Guernseys because I have been so impressed with them in the sample W when they start getting the elite coaching and the, and the elite competition that they're going to get, they're going to blossom. It's going to be so fantastic. So the I, best thing about that guys is that we're still probably going to have most of them for a couple of years because we're seeing some of these girls debut at 15 and 16 years of age, mm -hmm. but they're not going to be draft eligible until they're 18. So 18, the sample yeah. W is going to continue to blossom with these quality girls getting better and better and under the watchful eye of recruiters. Um, I can't wait for the next couple of years to really see yeah, the, the standard of the competition go yet another level. Absolutely fantastic. Still, I 100% agree. I have to admit the Sample W is probably one of the strongest women's competitions of, of the states um, out there because there's just so much young talent and so much talent overall. So we jump from that to the section of tipping. So we're going to do this just a little bit. We're going to do the men's round seven, and then we are going to tip the finals we're going to tip it all we're going to go through who is going to be your premiership so really quick i'll let you guys kind of think about that just a little bit just before we go so i'll jump to round seven in the men's norwood at cooper stadium hosting the adelaide crows reserves Dars, who do you like in this one oh look I, you can't beat the crows crows reserves at the moment i think norwood are struggling big time this year which look i'm sorry to see that too because yeah they're going to be a soft spot for for norwood but i think LA Crows that mate they're sitting third with the highest percent um, at the moment. I think they're going to do Norwood pretty well this week. Yeah, look, I think I can't see Norwood getting the win. I mean, they were competitive last week in Port Lincoln, um, but the wretched run and uh, to the start of the year without a win and with a, a lot of injuries is continuing to to take its toll. I suppose Jade Rawlings in a positive form got the monkey off the back with the win for the state team, but I think from his club perspective, Adelaide are just going to be too strong. And um, looking at the stats during the week, because as I mentioned, I'm calling this one. Um, first time since 1910 that Norwood have gone 0 and 7 to start the year. That year they went 0 and 11 from memory, uh, only won the one game for the year. So, um, 110 year record that they're not going to be too pleased with uh, no. with having broken. But yeah, I see the Crows winning this one really comfortably. Unless Adelaide has a massive rash of, of injuries in either in either camp AFL or Sandful, I just I think the AF the Adelaide Crows are just a little bit too strong. So interesting one here with Westies hosting the Woodville West Torrens. So Phil, who do you like in this one? Oh look, I think the Eagles. I'm, I've been impressed by their turnaround in form whilst West Adelaide have been competitive and they had that win last week. Um, I just think the Eagles are just starting to find some good form. And um, this one will be a real toss of the coin. I think the Eagles will just get up by under a couple of goals, but it should be a, a really entertaining game down there at High Sense Stadium. Yeah, I, I can't be biased here, obviously, but uh, look, I think Eagles as well. I think that the young kids they're playing, they've had the week off. I think there's a few niggling injuries. So we'll have to, until the team comes out Thursday, we're not sure. I think there's about three or four players to come back, but whether they're um, well enough yet, we're not sure. But to, I still think the Eagles, um, Eagles for me by a couple of goals be a good close game though. It's at Westies, which probably doesn't help, but I still think the Eagles. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. As you guys can see, Woodville West Torrance jersey uh, that that Dar sent me. I, I'll, I'll be. <laughs> yeah, I love I'll, it too, I'll, Donnie. Do, I'll do the homer. I'll do the homer tip and go Woodville West Torrance I, again. That road, the road aspect can get you a little bit, but I think Woodville West Torrance has been a little bit stronger than Westies this season. So I will go with with the Eagles on that one. Centrals hosting the Glenelg Tires at X Convenience uh, Oval. Dars, who do you like in this one? Uh, the Tigers, I think, still will look. Centrals, are, they're playing well. It's at home as well, and they love playing at home. They've got good crowds there that chant the, the new doggies all, all day, which um, you know, obviously <laughs> gets very annoying sometimes for us opposition. But I still think uh, they're very passionate. There's no doubt about that. But I still think the Tigers, they're just on fire at the moment. I think they can just man up one-on-one, -on -one, very strong, um, strong bodies around the ground, taking good grabs. 
So Tigers for me by, oh, I would say five or six, actually. Yeah, I think the weather might play a bit of a part in the result. I still think Glenelg will win. And a shout-out to uh, Liam McBean. He'll be playing his 100th game for the Tigers uh, over across bracketed across a couple of stints. I think he had a year off overseas, but played some AFL footy with the Tigers in the AFL, of course, with Richmond. And, um, look, I think Glenelg are probably one of the form teams of the competition at the moment. They've got the best forward line in the comp. And whilst the Bulldogs are improving, I think on their home soil, they might find themselves with a, a loss to Glenelg by maybe about three or four goals. Yeah, tough one, but I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. We'll go with the Tigers, even on the road. North Adelaide hosting the Port Maggies at Prospect Oval. How do you? What do you think of this one, Phil? Yeah, look, I think the blowtorch is probably on the roosters a little bit. Jacob Surgeon will be disappointed that his side has lost two, um, two games on the trot. Uh, and Port Adelaide, there's always that unknown element, isn't there, with uh, AFL selection and injuries. We know that the power of flying with seven wins on the trot, and I think they haven't got too many injuries from, from recent weeks. So the, if they've got guys coming back into the AFL side, that strengthens their sample side. Um, and I actually feel like North Adelaide might continue the losing pattern, and, and we'll see Port Adelaide get up in this one, even though it is at prospect. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I agree with you on that one. I, I think Port Adelaide, they're, they're, as long as there isn't a massive amount of injuries in the AF in the AFL side, usually the, those AFL guys can can make a change. North again is strong, but I, I'll, I'll go Port on this one. And rounding out a fascinating one here as, as Flinders, Flinders University Oval as South host Sturt in this one. Darsh, what do you think of this one? Oh, look, Sturt by a long margin. I think, again, the Panthers are struggling in this year, but in Sturt, just the way they're playing their footy is, is I mean, <clears throat> I think we said Sturt, surely there's a couple of games losses. You know, they may come out and Panthers down there and it's oh, it's windy and freezing down there sometimes, or most times, actually. I think it's going to be raining on Saturday. So that may go in the Panthers' way, but I still think Sturt what way too strong for the Panthers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the Double Blues will continue on their merry way and get their seventh win on the trot. Yeah, I'll start just too good, just too strong in this one. Port and South struggling just a little as bit towards the bottom of the ladder. So I have Sturt. So now the fun part, gentlemen, we have a finals to discuss. We'll go to the semis with technically what I would almost call a qualifying final here for the grand final. South v. Central's. Phil, since this is your beloved Bulldogs, I'm going to make you make you. I'm going to test you here. Can the Duggies knock off the Panthers and cause a little bit of chaos to start the finals? Or is South just too good? Oh, look, I think this is going to be a fascinating game and a real toss of the coin. And I'll take my Central's hat off. And I think it could go either way. Whilst I'd love for the Dogs to win. And certainly they'll be obviously improved with the skipper, Shelby Smith, coming back in. You can't take away from South Adelaide and their consistency. They've got a good club. They're well coached. They're well managed. And Jono off, off the scenes but does a wonderful job behind uh, behind the scenes with the women's program. Rick Watts is a, a proven coach at this level. So um, I, I can only just feel like I'm leaning towards South Adelaide because of the home ground advantage. That being said, Flinders University Oval is a larger oval. And of course, the dogs are used to that with the wide expanses of the Ponderosa. So um, we're in for two cracking finals. But this one, yeah, going to tip with the, the heart and not the head. And I think South Adelaide might just get the points. All right, Darth. Yeah, I'm with you. I think South as well. I think um, they're, they're both what... I think South, um, what am I looking at? South, yeah, sorry, South Adelaide. I think they've just been not, only lost two games of the year, won their the last few as well. So high percent. So I'm for South here as well. See, I'm. this is weird because I, I, I almost thought that I could maybe get Phil to go Centrals on this one. I'm going to tip, <laughs> I'm going to tip Centrals in this one because I think yeah, Shelby Smith's return, I think will give a lot of confidence 
to this Central's team. They had they did beat South earlier in the year, and with the with the addition slash subtractions of the AFLW players this year, it'd be fascinating to see kind of what the depth is and the difference between that round early in the year when the AFLW players were on both of these rosters and now. I think Shelby Smith comes in breathing fire because she's missed three weeks because of the rooster, the roosters game. I think she gets her girls. I think she gets her girls up with that, with that things. And I just think the Dougie's nip South South has been a little, they haven't been as strong these last couple of rounds as they have been previously. So I'm going to tip I the think, upset and go with the Dougie's here. Yeah. And I think the other element that will come into play is the, is the weather. Uh, um, Dust touched on it earlier. It's going to be wet and cold and miserable in Adelaide. It doesn't get any better being down south, uh, you know, to continue to get that no, long, no longer doctor down there as well. And um, from from memory, respective form of both sides in, in in the wet, I'd suggest might just lean towards the doggies and bringing in, in an under-type player and Shelby Smith back into the side. Maybe starting to get me sway my tip the other way, Donnie, but at least you've got one foot in the doggies camp. And um, I just think that'll be a fascinating game. And due reward that the side that wins that game goes into the grand final. And as you and I touched on uh, off air during the week via messenger, um, I think important for the doggies that they got the double chance, Donnie, because um, they might just be a little bit overawed by their first final and you know, in the mm-hmm. club history, first time they've qualified. So important that they do get that double chance by finishing second. Yeah, it just I I, I honestly think the Shel- the, Sh- the Shelby Smith edition might be might be just what South needs in, in this one again. For some weird reason, South is just they haven't been as strong in these last few rounds. So I'm, I'm interested to see. And then an elimination final basically here between Norwood and Sturt. Dars will start with you. Who who do you think moves on to play South in uh, Centrals in your um, in your finals? No, I, I still say Sturt. I think uh, look, they did lose the first three, but just improved so much since, since then as as i said that last game they lost that that won't hurt them either so i think it's dirt for me yeah and i think winning no good form, <laughs> yeah i saw obviously i saw uh the, the double blues last i uh, sorry the, yeah the double blues last week in the game against glenelg and they're in good form as, as das touched on nor did lose the game i think that worries me a little bit about north adelaide norwood rather is sometimes they they're a bit reliant on two or three forwards to kick a winning score and if they do only register three or four goals I feel like Sturt have the capabilities of kicking five or six. They can kick goals in quick succession. They kicked the first three of the contests last week pretty early in the first term, and the game was over when the the rain set in. So, again, I think conditions will play a part in this contest. And, um, yeah, whilst I'm tempted to go with Norton and obviously want to see Ali progress her career another week in finals, I just feel like uh, the double blues are in good form and they might get the points in this one. Uh, this is this is when I went back and forth because I, I, I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see how the weather goes. I'm gonna tip Norwood. I think Norwood's form has been stronger. They had that really good game against South. They could take a lot of confidence testing off of that. Sturt kind of Sturt played a Glenelg team that it literally it was do or die. Did they use a ton of momentum? in yeah. that game it used a ton of emotion because they knew they had to win that game to get in sometimes could you get a dump after a big win the next the next one i i, I think that may happen again um it'll be interesting to see i think norwood but i think this is an absolute cracker and again it seems like norwood always plays in tight games so i think this is going to come down to the fourth quarter it's going to be fantastic i'll tip no i'll tip norwood i'll go a little bit with my with my with my head and heart at the same time it'll be fascinating again i i will not surprise me if start wins this because again there's quality quality sides in the final so we'll go to it the elimination final for you phil sees sees centrals v norwood who meets south in your grand final 
Yeah, look, it's going to be fascinating. I think the Bulldogs are in, in, in that winning form. We know that they've played some great footy. And as we touched on, Shelby Smith coming in it is going to be really important for them. So um, I think uh, her experience, and, and again, it'll be whether or not the Dogs are overawed by the um, the experience of playing finals footy for the first time. They've got a lot of girls that are playing those 50 games. They've actually got a reasonably experienced side on their shoulders. So um, mixed with the youth coming through, I think uh, I think we'll see the Doggies maybe progress a fair way into the finals campaign. All right. Centrals v. Sturt for you, Dars? Oh, no, Centrals for me, definitely. I think um, they're definitely the best. Sturt, look, they've had they've had some great eight wins. They could have just missed out if Glenelg happened to win last week. So, yeah. obviously, Sturt ended up thrashing Glenelg. So, I think the percent, I mean, much higher percentage, but it could have been either way. But because of that reason, I think Centrals have just got that consistency amongst them. All right, and I have South versus Norwood, and this is this is going to hurt me to say, but I think <laughs> that last game of the year might have taken a little bit of confidence out of Norwood because South, again, finds a way to win. I think they do it again here. As much as I would love to see Ali's team get to a grand final and seeing a Central's Norwood grand final to where I have somebody that I know and love on mm-hmm. both sides, this is tough for me because I just think South is just a little too strong. I think they, they, they're they angry after the loss to the Central Bulldogs. And I think, unfortunately, they take it out on a Norwood team that they're, they're missing a few cogs that are not AFLW players that I think are really going to hurt them in, 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 in the midfield. I think it might hurt them against South again. So I will have a rematch. I think all three of us have a rematch. South v. Central's grand final Who's hosting the Premiership? Dars, we'll start with you. South Central's, I think South who? Yeah, I'd have to agree, mate, based on what we've seen across the course of the year. Yeah, and I just wonder, wonder yeah, and worry whether just, or not yeah, getting, yeah. getting through no, to the first one they campaign just takes it out of them. So, look, yeah. I think I think we'll see South Adelaide holding the Premiership Cup aloft yeah. at the end of the sample W season. Uh, as much as I want to go, that second win for Centrals, I think Centrals, again, it's one of those where the bye week, I think, may also hurt them a little bit because this is one of those where is it really a benefit sometimes to get that bye week after after playing a tough game? I think South, they get some momentum against at least Norwood on my side. And I think they come in red hot. I think they catch the Doggies in a grand final, a little bit of Doggies first grand final. Uh, the, that second final sometimes you sometimes is is where you see the the experience come in i'm gonna have south also as well holding the, the the premiership cup at the end of the year but again i just i'm there's so many different ways this finals could go because i could see sturt winning it i could see norwood winning it i could see central's winning it i could see south winning it that's how talented and good this finals will be it is going to be an absolute ripper i am so excited Thankfully, both time, both games were at a decent enough time for me Saturday night. I should be able to get through both of them. Sad not to hear you on the call, Phil, but again, please relay the, the happy birthday to, to your father-in-law from me, from, okay. from Iowa over here. And uh, please enjoy this. For those of you that are watching this, please enjoy this finals because I think this women's finals is going to be absolutely worth the watch. Yes, yep. Couldn't agree more. All righty, gentlemen, this has been a fantastic conversation. I, One again, last comment, if I can, very quickly. Sure. I'll take James Rowe for winning the Foss Wins medal at the state game last week. I think mm-hmm. an outstanding effort, as you know, delisted by the Crows. So I don't think this was I'll show, I showed you so, but I think it's just outstanding guy. He gets delisted. He's he's full of confidence and beans, the old young James. He's a character, and uh, he loves his footy. I think to come out and do that, I think, and good on him and well done. 
Yeah, that was Great. fantastic. So actually, just real quick before we get off, I, I want to ask this because I loved that I saw this opportunity for, for WA and SA to play. Do you think I would almost rather, pref I would almost prefer not AFL players, but do you think we could ever get a state of origin back again and maybe play stately players in it not not aflers we'll let the aflers with their big money not not have to play because heaven forbid they play an extra game here or two do you think we could ever get a state of origin with state league players to have that opportunity to see wa sa victoria and then the allies play each other to see who's got the best state league teams i think you can never say you. never but i don't know yeah. that it's it's going to have the the groundswell of support i mean the fans would certainly support it but I think whether it's got the financial backing and more importantly, the backing of the clubs, it's it's always a risk if you're North Adelaide supporter. You, you think, well, uh, they got injuries to both Mitch Harvey and uh, and Keenan Ramsey, two key players, really important for them uh, for North Adelaide's mix. So there's always that risk of element, uh, risk of element, uh, element rather of risk versus reward. And I'm not sure that uh, there'd be enough groundswell for it to take place as much as it would be awesome to see. And it'd be great to see the old the old Vic jerseys back out there again. But unfortunately, I, I kind of agree with you. Unfortunately, I'd love to I'm, see it, Donnie. But yeah, you're right about the financial backing, and it's just yeah, I'd mate, I'd love to see it. Seriously, I think just playing the best, of the best in any competition. I think that's what everyone strives for, and I think you know people have to watch it. But it's the the new world, Donnie. Unfortunately, so, yeah, it, it, I think it'd be one of those. You might, you maybe could get it if you could figure out a way. If you could figure out a way to do AFLers, but I just I worry that with with that you're gonna get the you're gonna get the AFLPA involved, and then it's just gonna get all hectic. So, but I I had to ask because I know I had heard it on a couple other podcasts. They had asked. They said, "Do you think this could? Do you think if they we would ever see state of origin for the for the footy back? Considering you always have state of origin in the rugby league with with New South Wales and Queensland." going at each other every year and it's it's always funny to listen to some of the podcasts out of sydney and the the vitriol between queensland and, and sydney during the during the state of origin rugby is, is fantastic so thought i'd ask so ladies and gentlemen that is going to do it for our podcast dars phil thank you so much again for joining me it's been fantastic talking sample footy thanks donnie thanks phil very enjoyable yeah, thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. As you know, I always love talking sample. And uh, good luck to all the sample teams, particularly the girls' four sides yes. playing in the finals on the weekend. Yep. So we will absolutely, and we and we will probably be back just after the grand final. We'll kind of keep an eye on the weeks here. We'll, we'll kind of get that out, but we will come back to review the women's season and continue coverage of the men's through the rest of the men's season. So that is going to do it for our last, for our latest episode of Sample Snapshot. We'll be back again very soon with more footy coverage here on Donnie's Disposal.